bucks. $100 must be from Rich Doctor. He must be a plastic surgeon. Hey, Doctor, I hope uh, I hope there's not Medicaid money he's giving us. Uh, anyway, so thank you very much, Doctor. Thank you very much. There's, there is your $100. I'm probably a grand or two deep in these super chats. Ten grand still stands to swim in the Mala's Lazy River. Do I have to be here? <laughs> the doctor, send us an email and then we will contact you. Ask Ben on Ben. Ten Mon. grand, that's a lot of money. Consult with Ben. Let's have a consultation, doctor. Yeah. I'll give you a consultation, doctor. How about that for a change? The shoe's on the other foot. All right, what else we got? Any callers? Nobody's calling in today. We can go home, go eat, go to sleep, go to hell. I mean... Yeah, we can get a caller right now. I need a cigarette. Don't tell your mother I'm smoking in the house. Hello? Hey, it's Ben. How are you today? How can we help you? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, what's up? I, who is this again? Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Did you not want me to call you? This is Ben Rella oh. from the goddamn <laughs> Life for Sale. What are the you hell do you want? How you doing? I'm all right. What's up? What do you got? I don't know if you remember me. You came to the Homestyle restaurant. You did that video. The Homestyle restaurant. You guys went. Out, you guys closed up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. How's your parents doing? They're okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, it's just no. It's okay. It was. It was, it was sold. Yeah. Well, I hope things work out for you guys. Thank you. Now what are you Appreciate doing? It. Now what are you doing? Where were now, you from? You're from, you're, wait, you're from, you're from Serbia or where were you from? I forgot. Albania. Albania. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing now? So now I just acquired a property here in uh, Newport Ritchie. It happened right before Corona went mainstream. Everyone kept saying, you know, it was a big debate if I should get it or not. I thought the virus was just at, at the time, right before March, it wasn't anything crazy going on. What kind so of property? I went ahead of, and did get it. What kind of property are we huh? talking about? What kind of property are we talking about? What kind? It's just a single family home. All right. So you bought a single family house and what's the story? Yeah. Was it occupied when you bought it? Is it a rental? Was it empty? What's the story? Yeah. It was, it was occupied when I bought it. I got it off market through a friend who knew somebody that was liquid, liquidating his portfolio. So I got extremely lucky. How much you it pay? How much you pay? Eighty thousand. Huh? 80, All right. So you spent. You bought a house. It's rented out. How much is the tenant paying you? Knocked down Saddam Hussein's statue and took you motherfuckers all well. Fuck you Muslims over there. And you Afghanistan Muslims, you ain't still been able to beat America, nigga. I am a natural born American citizen and we hate Muslims. 
I am a natural born American citizen. I put my hand over my chest when the, they sing the national anthem. I think it's disgraceful for any nigga to kneel when that white boy national anthem come on and you niggas ain't killed no white boy to kneel. Yeah, kill the white boy to kneel. Nigga, to the end, stand up and put your motherfucking hand over your heart and sing that motherfucking national anthem with us, nigga. You, you, you go to McDonald's, don't you? Yeah, you niggas say, man, fuck you. I ain't never in my life met a motherfucking Muslim at the family reunion. Never. I ain't never met a goddamn Muslim at the family reunion. It's all niggas. And when we get through praying at Christmas in the family reunion from mama to mama seal, nigga, everybody hollering in Jesus' name. I ain't never in my life heard a motherfucker scream, assalamu alaikum, till I landed in jail. Yeah, yeah, I ain't never heard a motherfucker say, assalamu alaikum, till a nigga went to jail. Yeah, nigga didn't know what the fuck that was. So all you niggas take your motherfucking ass to the penitentiary, go down there, read some books, fuck your few niggas, or fuck your few punks, or have your few fights, smoke you some weed, drink you some hooch. When you get through tired of fighting and fucking punks, you niggas want to pick up the Quran and, and, and have Juma. I ain't, I ain't got no leader. I come from some old niggas don't hurt nothing Farrakhan got to say. And I ain't never heard him say kill no white person, huh? Now, I don't promote killing in nobody. But, nigga, I done participated in some things. <laughs> I done participated in some things, nigga. And what I participated in and what we were doing to white people who we thought was our enemy based on what we heard the old niggas say, man... I don't hear Farrakhan or no other person talk like that. They ain't really mad at white folk. So I'm saying, oh, man, he talk good for them jailhouse niggas. They don't have no identity as no man. I don't speak Arabic. I don't know now slave that did. I told you I can trace my name back to the plantation. And I talk to people that were born in the 30s, in the 40s, right now today. And they say, no, nah, man, we don't want to hear nothing them niggas talking about with no Koran. So, you know, what changed for you? Like, because you say you was practicing. Yeah, yeah, I was Muslim. So, I didn't want to stop eating pork. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. a Muslim who never quit eating pork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I snuck in 80 for a while. And since I was the gang leader... I said, fuck it, yeah, nigga. I ate pork in front of them niggas. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they came, they had a pizza party one time. And 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 them niggas had an all cheese pizza that was Muslim. And that motherfucking pepperoni and sausage. You have to have people with different characteristics, different strengths, weaknesses, traits. Um, and that really worked out for us at the agency. Um, but at home it's definitely much more of a struggle. Um, trying to keep balance. Um, and I don't know if it's just because at home is like 24 seven where, you know, in an op you get together, you play in the op, everybody does their part, you know, but at home it's a little bit messier. Yeah. So. No, I mean, that, that's a huge, a huge change that you made from being a spy in the CIA mm -hmm. 
or uh, you were a, a kinet- targeter, a kinetic targeter. No, 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 not kinetic. They did not blow people up. Oh, you didn't, you didn't blow people up. <laughs> right. Operational, operational. You were, a, you were one of the nice. Yeah, that <laughs> was the nice one. <laughs> the the one that was gonna ha- get somebody to come and buy you a drink. Oh yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> to be our friend and spy, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, so like, what was that like? Was it something in you that happened? Like, was there some sort of some sort of event that made you make that decision of becoming a, a spy to motherhood and family life? So, once we were pregnant, we got pregnant when we were overseas, and then we came back um, right before we had the baby, like a month before we had the baby. Um, Andy was moving into management. So I was always a very behind the scenes. Like, um, I wanted to just specialize in what I did. I was not interested in moving up the ladder or any of that. Um, but Andy was moving into management. Um, and just like I, I'm guessing any place else, like the higher you rise, the more hours you work. Um, we were back in the DC area. There was tons of, you know, commuting time was just huge. And, um, and we were still trying to live our life where we like, we had one car and we had like our, you know, our little apartment, like our kind of minimalistic life. But it was getting harder and harder because he was having to go in early and stay in late. And then I'm stuck alone with the baby um, after I'm working too, and we're trying to balance daycare and all the things that parents everywhere go through. Um, and I think for, for me, because I hadn't really done the critical thinking at that time, because I, I had, I was in the mindset of like, I have arrived and this is what we're going to do. And this is what life looks like. Um, but Andy was like, we can do better than this. Like I am not, he was not where he wanted to be. He wanted to be home with his son. He wanted to be on his own time. Um, and so he was the one that kind of planted the seed of like, let's go. And I think after several months of having our new baby and having no help because we had no family members in the area, Um, We were just on our own trying to balance everything. I was like, you know, moving close to family sounds good. So that's what we decided to do. And he, um, we networked into a private company and started our new life in Florida. Yeah. That's amazing. What's it been Mm -hmm. like in Florida compared to everywhere else you've been? So I grew up here. (laughs) Funny enough. Andy had to convince me to come back because um, I spent all of, like, my high school and college years here. So I went to, like, University of South Florida. I went to Florida State University um, trying to leave. I was like, I'm going to be a professional, and I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Like, I'm going to where professional people go or whatever. Um, So it was this big thing, and I was like, oh, I got to D.C. I got to the CIA. So when... He was like, let's go back to St. Pete. I was like, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we can go to Colorado. Like, let's. Really? Yeah. I was like, we can Why go- not Florida? Why, why were you so against it? It was really just the idea of coming home where I felt like I had achieved. So it was my own personal issues that I had 
I needed to work through, right? Like I felt like I have achieved and now mm. I'm go- taking a step back somehow. It's beneath you. Yeah. <laughs> but since, I mean, I'm, I'm glad like he, he had traveled. So I had traveled the world, but not really the United States, which is kind of mm. funny. Mm-hmm. He had traveled the United States. So he said the first Christmas I brought him home, it's Christmas time. There's lights on the palm trees. It's 70 degrees, you know, in December. And he was like, from the first moment, he was like, this is it. This is paradise. Um, And so because he has seen so much of the United States, for him to say, you know, St. Pete's the place, I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll do it. And my parents lived here. My sister lives, my entire mom's side of the family lives here. So I was like, lots of family. St. Pete's not so bad. Mm. Now that we've been back a while, now that we've been back several years, um, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that he had the idea to come back. And I'm really happy that I listened to him he's very smart <laughs> so well don't say that you actually re- you actually you actually regret moving back here and you really can't wait to get the hell out of florida we don't want anybody getting the wrong idea about florida oh, true do not move to st no. petersburg florida sucks go to texas <laughs> oh yeah totally <laughs> everything goes in texas so I just heard go a, there i heard texas is so much better than florida uh, yeah, beautiful you know they got you can, they got they got the new law, the open carry without a oh, permit. Oh my gosh, I've been here. I have just read about that. That's so funny. Yeah. They were like, there's other states too. I'm like, what other states? Yeah. <laughs> Not that it matters because I'll never see the gun, I guess. Well, Texas has the least gun violence, right? Isn't that, isn't that true? I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. I heard it somewhere. I don't know. That's crazy. Do you guys, I think you guys, you think you guys will stay in Florida for a while? Or are you guys going to get out of here eventually or? Well, so we're waiting for things to open up. We mm-hmm. were overseas when. Florida's open. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so funny enough, we were overseas when the pandemic hit and they're like, they are dealing with their immediate neighbors mm. because that like they have nukes, <laughs> right? Like that's, who's going to affect them. You know, and then there's always the question of, is America going to get involved or not, right? Like, if a country doesn't think that America is going to back them up, they have to start thinking about their other options. So the further, the more, like, nationalists we become, the more everybody else, like, there's going to, there's a power vacuum that happens, other people fill in. You Mm -hmm. you know, there can't be a vacuum. Somebody's going to fill in that spot. And the scariest part about it is, too, that those countries are so, like you said, so much more aggressive. And they'll take extreme measures, like way harsher than I feel like the United States would even take. Well, because there's a history there. I mean, think about how old the countries, you know, I mean, we just, we were talking earlier about how young America is. Like, there's this very long history in these regions, Um, you know, so lots of baggage lots of you know disputes that were you know are still kind of festering you know um you can see it when you read about the border disputes in the area lots of cultural issues um that i think americans like we can't even relate to Mm -hmm. are you i was talking to uh to andy last time about how in some of the embassies in Cuba and Russia, the American embassies, they 
there were a lot of people in different agencies like the CIA and the FBI that were experiencing like crazy headaches. Yeah, I read about and that. Migraines yeah. And migraines and experiencing disorders. Because yeah. you know about this. Maybe you can yeah. explain it better than I can. But basically they were like targeting radiation towards these embassies yep. that were giving people yeah. head injuries basically. Yeah, so there are certain countries that like to play dirty um so i still i i mean whatever you think about the cia like america has standards right we have lawyers we have laws <laughs> we have standards um you know we have a democratic government um but there are other countries that do not like they what i would consider play dirty like they will kill your dog you know just just to mess with you, just to let that, just just to let you know that they know who you are, right? You know they'll do things to make you sick, to make you leave, to make it so uncomfortable for you to be there that you'll just go. Because I mean, they just don't want you there, right? They'll do things to mess with you. Um, they'll they'll surveil you. Like, obviously, so you know that you are constantly being watched, mm, you know, like, intimidating you. Right. So, I mean, there's lots of different tactics that intelligence agencies use. Um, you know, the the ones we think about are the ones where everything's a secret and nobody knows and everything's doing everybody's doing things in the shadows um, but then there's kind of the dirty side where they do things overtly just to harass you, um, harass you, intimidate you. Um, there are there are intelligence agencies that use, um, you know, blackmail and manipulation, um, which in in the CIA's view is not. Like, that is not a functional way. Like, that is not sustainable, right? Like, you're, if you're blackmailing somebody for intelligence, it's not really the best way to go. Like, that's not the best way to get intelligence. It's not sustainable that something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you can't keep that up. Maybe you could do it once, you know. But if you're trying to build a long-term intelligence relationship with an asset, that's not the way to go. But there are plenty of countries who do it. You know, but doesn't the United States break sort of international laws too? I mean, don't they? <laughs> don't we break a lot of laws that we just say it's okay because we're the United States? Well, so does everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so all the countries do it. Um, so be so gathering intelligence in like any country is illegal in every country. Um, so to that extent, yes. Um, you're definitely, you know, by recruiting some, you know, somebody to, to spy on their country, like you're breaking the law, but that's, that's the game, right? So like, that's like the gentleman's game, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody knows it's happening. Everybody knows they're doing it. Everybody knows that, you know, like in any given country, like the Brits have spies there, the Americans have spies there, the French have spies there, the... You know, the ties have spies there. Like, if there's an embassy or if there's a foreign presence or whatever, like, there's spies there. Everybody mm. knows it. And But that's the gentleman's game, right? Like, I, I, like, I see you. You know, you see us. Okay. You know, yeah. You, like, if you're good, you know, 
be good enough to keep yourself secret. You know, that's that's for me like that's the real game mm. of, you know, that's the proper intelligence game, I think. Do you think because because of your guys opposite personality traits, <laughs> do you think mm-hmm. that made you guys work better together? Yeah. Because a lot of people there's a lot of uh a lot of different opinions out there of people who think that the same personality types are better together versus opposite personality types. I'm yeah. on the, on, I personally believe that opposite personalities fit together better because like you and Andy, my wife and I are completely opposite. opposite. Yeah. So, um, I think professionally, being opposites on the same team on the same operation was awesome Mm. like because we totally filled in each other's you know strengths and weaknesses um personally that makes it a lot harder i think i look at some couples that are almost identical in personality and they just seem to gel and like everything's always smooth (laughs) (laughs) like why can't i have that um so yeah, professionally, I absolutely think, you know. I was like, boo, he kind of extra. Like, he talking about I changed his life. She's like, nah, bro. My man was getting $1,500. He just spoke for an hour virtually and got ten grand. So yeah. she was like, yo, own that. I was like, come on then, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, oh, like, amazing. for real, and everybody not getting that. I got some people getting $1,500, $2,500, four grand. It's all over the place, right? Yeah, right. But the fact that you can do that virtually or in person ain't changed lives ain't nothing like it so uh, i worked 40 hours a week to make three thousand dollars a month oh yeah the cheesecake factory and so you see why when you first asked how about the price i even feel weird sharing it because all my partners marcus like neo josh like all the homies is like bro your course is like it need to be five grand for everything that you're doing, and they got access to you, and they coming on Yo, the don't calls. Don't let me pressure you, because he be pressuring me, bro. Every time <laughs> yeah. I talk to him, I'm not charging enough. Like I'm like, yo, bro. Every me. time, every time, <laughs> and I be hearing it. And but, but when people sure. in my community was like, yeah, I would have paid five grand for this. Mm-hmm. I would have paid more. That's why when you first asked how much, and I was like, it's two grand, and you was like, can we get a discount? That's why I was a slightly hesitant because it was just like, because I'm on camera too. Right. A pressure. You know what? <laughs> Yo, listen, if you but, I, but to, I love it though. I don't, I'm not gonna renege. Sure. No, no, no. But let's let's just check this out. If it because if things change, we don't know how this joint is gonna be on for 10 years, right? Right. So if it changes, just promise me it will be a discount under what you normally charge. Yes, on for next sure. Level. Speakers Academy. You paying me after 30 days, right? You right. pay me that 30. I'm the government. I'm going to pay, pay, yeah. pay them that 32. I ain't coming on my pocket. The government is going to fund everything. Why would I prepay anybody, right? If the government says I'm on that 30, I'm putting Joe Schmo over here on that 32. So that's something you need to go negotiate with the contractor up front. They know. Because some people be wanting a deposit to do yeah, some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll say, oh, you know... Especially if it's I'm renting like porta potties, hand washing stations, they'll say, "Oh, I need a ten percent deposit." Well, 2011, I ain't had it, right? So 
I had to communicate. Hey, this is going to be a federal government contract. Yeah. Work would be here. You're going to get your money it's coming from. And that's okay. That's gotcha. the key, man. If you can't speak to people, I mean, they won't shake and move. They'll just go their own gotcha. SOPs. Now, when I have the actual contract in hand, that's like liquid currency. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's real. Yeah, I'm going to leverage it. This is real. Look what I got going on. And then they, you know, jump in bed with me at work. Gotcha. Give me the biggest issue, the headache, man, because it can't be as sweet as it sounds. It sounds sweet. (laughs) And I'm thinking like, dang, maybe I can get in. This is the biggest headache, man. In the beginning, I don't care what type of solicitation I've ever gone for. The headaches are making sure the subcontractors get me back their quotes in a timely manner. Remember, I'm on a time schedule. I have to have this thing submitted by May 30th. Mm. Maybe I just found the contract May the 21st. So I'm calling, calling, calling these subcontractors trying to get quotes, and they lollygagging, and then I missed my deadline. Mm. That's the hugest headache. It's not a headache once they already got the contract and they already working because they want to keep working. Half of these companies don't have a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So now when you're giving them a quote-unquote guaranteed steady four or five-year contract, man, them doing the work is not a big deal. It's in the beginning stages, me getting that timing down or getting that uh, quote to me. Because right. I got to submit my paperwork on time. That's the gotcha. big, that's a huge headache. It's gotcha. huge, yeah. And so how, you have employees working for you? Now, now. And what do they do? Search one search. person sends the invoice. I know that. <laughs> yeah, one person sent all that's the invoices. That's why the first person you hire, listen, I don't want to send these right. invoices anymore. Yeah, I'm done with all that. So the invoicing, they're looking for the solicitations. I get sole source a lot now, though. So the government actually calls my company and says, hey, can you provide this product or this service? Oh, really? Yeah. Also, once you build that relationship with the government, yeah. you want I mean, I got over 40 contracts, been doing it since 2008. Like, they, my, my company's name is solidified. So they just call my company and say, hey, can you provide us this product or this service? So I got somebody to run that, mm-hmm. the emails. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's only, I only got like four people on my team. All I need. Are you versed in the in like the municipality and the state as well, or you just uh, teach you teach straight yes, federal? Straight federal. I know the crazy thing is I know nothing about the state and local. Nothing. People come to me all the time. Well, I got this state contract. I'm like, I ain't, I'm not your guy. I know nothing about it. it I don't like even want to get into rules it. Should apply though. But they they have like different certifications. You got to get this. You got to get a. a DB, I don't even know the stuff. It's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. I don't even want to tap into it. Because people come up to the federal level and they say, I didn't think it was going to be this easy. Mm-hmm. And so I might go down to the state level and say the same thing. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this easy. I just right. haven't done it. I mean, I'm in a sweet spot, right? right when you right. good, you good. Dang. What's that? 2008... So that's what, uh, 13 years. Yeah, but game. remember, I didn't get the first one to. For three years. years. Yeah, so, <laughs> so about, about 10 years yeah, in the game. Yeah, 10 years. So I, I got to ask this question too, man. How did you change from the gas station? Let me get that chapstick. You know what I mean? Like, 
to like this extremely successful businessman? What was that transition like? Man. Did it feel like a transition or was it just gradually? That's a good question because it really didn't feel like a transition until I started to talk to my old homeboys. Right now, I could yeah. tell, yo, I'm thinking different now. Yeah. I don't even want to do that no more. Okay, why y'all keep texting me this stupid stuff? Like, that's when I started to know, okay, I'm just different now. Yeah. But it didn't feel like I was transitioning. I was just being me, just trying to learn and trying to speak to the level that I could get business with these people over here, not knowing my, my whole mindset is changing, my speech, my tone, how I walk, even how I'm trying to think in the future, all that's changing. And they back there, you know, doing what they do. Right. This was maybe, maybe, um, had to be maybe six years ago, seven years. I don't know. I, I don't remember, but it was it was it was a good. It was a long time ago. But I I leave. Uh, I'm from New Jersey. Okay, I'm from Wilmer, New Jersey, and I leave and I'm going out. You just kind of like I'm getting into personal development. Mm. I'm building my business. I think at this point, I had left my job because I started. Working, I started my business in 2010 while I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, okay. And then 2012, I left. So I remember when, like, when we got out of high school, what we would do is on Friday nights, like everybody come over, bring a bottle, and we just drink and we talk. We'll mm, rap, mm. freestyle, just freestyle, get it going. Man, you feel yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> Until the night, like when everybody gets off work. We just, you know, we're going to find a destination. We're going to go there. So long story short, I came back to Jersey. Like, I don't know what I was doing there. I may visit my, my, my aunt or something like that. And my boy was like, yo, come through. I'm like, all right, it's my, my, my yeah. man's. So I go to his house and it was almost like deja vu, bro. Mm. It was the same exact thing that Nothing we were changed. doing years ago. <laughs> that was the moment where I'm like, yo, not better, but I'm different. Japanese people just put on a mask. They were like, for the greater good, no problem. Mm. Um, I think Andy struggles more with that. But for me, because it's something from my childhood, I mean, it's just very natural. It makes sense. Um, well, it's interesting because there's such an ancient culture. Yes. Like Andy was telling me that he went to, he was doing a tour there. I mm -hmm. believe it was with you. Yeah. And someone showed you guys like a mill or some, some sort of building. Yeah. That was twice as old as America. Yeah. It and was so like that a, put everything in perspective. For it was him. like a house, a, like a wooden house and a mill still standing in like pristine condition because they take care of it. Um, yeah. Like twice as old as America. And we were like, wow the culture here i mean we've we've been to a lot of countries in asia and you know china is one of those places where you look at china's history and you're like like their history is there's such longevity there and the china that we know today is not original china like they have like looking at their progression mm. over history i just think is so fascinating america's harder because we're so young so we're right now witnessing you know our own progression but it's not like looking at three thousand years worth of history right you know i mean native americans were here but we don't have that written history 
So. It makes you think, is that where we, we could be going if we last that long? You know, it's really interesting. I, I, so I'm a giant dork, and I am a huge fan of Star Trek. I'm like, Star Trek Next Gen is yeah. one of my favorites. And so the whole idea that one day we could be like this, you know, utopia on Earth, at least, where, you know, like money isn't like I think there's no currency. I'm pretty sure in Star Trek, everybody has roles they fill. Everybody's needs are mad. There's this definite part of me that's like that could happen one day in theory. But communism is also a good theory (laughs) and like practically it will probably never ever work um so it's it's one of those things where you know i have faith in humanity but i'm also realistic you know we could do a lot of things lots of things are possible Mm -hmm. are we ever going to get there i don't know it would be i mean it just seems like the world would be such a better place if but if we didn't have this inherently tribal DNA where we're just not like we said, like I said earlier, like territorial apes with thermonuclear (laughs) weapons. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately that's just what we are as human beings. And Mm -hmm. I, I can't see in the near future any way to get past that threshold. Yeah, but I figured out if what if we could somehow figure out how to get past that, I think, you know, like I said, your your vision of some utopian world of people that all get along and there's yeah. no borders or boundaries and right. I mean, I I agree with you. I think near future, I don't see it. Um, is it is it possible? Yes. Um, there is a ton of work that would need to be done, I think. Um, I was just reading a book that was talking about um, like the scarcity mindset. And the scarcity mindset is what drives people to hoard and to compete and to be like, you know, there right. might be five apples and five of us, but I'm going to take three just in case. And they're like, that, that mindset gets us all in trouble like if you look at if you really looked at resources and how they could be divvied out like if we actually entertained all the options that were possible there really would be enough um for everybody like there would at least be enough for basics for everybody but that doesn't seem to be good enough for enough people like people who have control people who have leverage so that just makes, you know, creates inequality. It keeps inequality going. Um, so, yeah, I just, I think it's a long road. I think it's definitely possible. I think people are working towards it. What do you think the best way for people to get out of that scarcity mindset is? So I think it's just believing that there is enough. Believing, yeah. like not being scared that at the end of this, like when I finish my sandwich, there will be no more sandwich. Like, just don't be afraid, right? Like, just know that I'm going to eat this meal. And by the time the next meal needs to come around, it'll be there. There's enough, right? Like maybe it's not going to be a, 
You know, maybe it's not going to be a steak and a giant baked potato, but it will be enough. Like you will eat, you will be fed. Mm-hmm. Um, so just knowing, you know, like investing money, right? Like don't hoard your money, like use it because there will be more on the other end. You know, like if or, you keep working and you keep moving forward, then you're not going to be without. So That's one of the biggest, biggest um, philosophical questions in life, right? Mm-hmm. Money versus time. Yeah. You know, people chasing, you know, and neglecting their families and their children yes. to chase money and to work. Yeah. When you realize by the time most people who attain that extreme level of success or money or wealth or whatever it is, they realize once they get to the top of the mountain, yep. it's not what they thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Andy says, Andy uh, refers to it as uh, looking under skirts. He's like, he's like, the more, the more people I meet, the more networking I do, he's like, the more skirts I get to look under and the more I realize that's not what I thought it was going to look like under right, there. Right. Yeah. And so it's really, I think about like really understanding what is your goal? Like, what is your goal? What is the purpose you're driving towards? Because I think most of us, I mean, I admit this, I... You have a third, a third, a third. A third goes to the guy on that side of the canal. You need a third for traffic to come through the middle. And you need a third for that guy on that side of the canal. So you have to make sure your boat's not too wide off the dock to stick out to where you go past the third of that space. Or else you can't keep your boat there. So anyway, he's got to shorten his dock for me. (laughs) I'll pay for that. All right, so you went down to Fort Lauderdale. I went to Palm Beach, went to Fort Lauderdale, went to Miami, went everywhere. Everywhere. You know, while we were there, I think Trump was having a party in Jupiter. We didn't even know it. We drove past uh, where Trump lives in um, Mar-a-Lago. And, man, what a dead-ass place that is. That place is, I mean, you got your fancy homes, you got your ocean, your beach, but it's, like, dead. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to live like that. I don't even want to keep a boat in a place like that. You know, there's nothing going on, and everybody's, you know, very hidey-tidy. And um, we got over on a free lunch. We got over on a free lunch. We had a great lunch. Free brunch. We we wanted to go eat in the Breakers. Was the Breakers is where? Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Breakers. Was Breakers in Fort Lauderdale? No, it's it's Palm Beach. The Breakers Breakers in Palm Palm Beach. Beach. So we went to the Breakers. Sure. Yeah, we were trying to go eat lunch. What do we go anyway? So the restaurant was under construction, and we had. But they own a restaurant in town, which called. Forgot. (laughs) I think it's named after the guy that started the town. Like. Some Henry's, Henry's Flagler, from Flagler, the guy that started, the big rich guy that started the whole damn thing down there. Anyway, so they have a restaurant there in town, and we got lucky because this place was expensive. You know, it's West Palm Beach and all that. So the waitress knocks over a champagne glass that Carla was drinking, and the glass kind of blew on some of the food. Some of it, not most of it. Anyway, they were really nice. The waiter comes and uh, the meet the manager comes over and he says, "No, absolutely, you know, takes all the food away, 
you know, we, we, we half eat the food already. <laughs> and he brings all new food, wouldn't charge us. I mean, those people must be tough in that town because these people that work there, oh, oh my God, oh my God, a glass broke. You know, and uh, so anyway, we toured everywhere. Everywhere. So now here we are. What night is the night? I can't keep track of it. I honestly Tuesday? think we went. Wednesday. Wednesday. We went to over 20 marinas. No, 25. And they were all too expensive. And I they charge more and I for a fucking all. piece of water. A little slip of water. It's crazy for square foot. It's only water. It's not even land you're getting. That's how much they're charging. Oh, my God. They want like $2. Some of these high-class places want $2 a foot At least per day. Seven grand if a your month. boat's 100 feet, that's 200 bucks a day. That's 30 days in a month. That's $6,000 a month. For a fucking slip of water? And in Miami. You talk about, about oh, man, they're making money. Especially in Miami. Oh, my and God. Florida. And they don't have, not, I barely have any amenities. Some of them don't have shit to give you. Uh, so anyway, we're working on it. All right. I hope anybody's out there. They got any problems, they got any questions, call in. All right. And uh, see if we can do. But right now, let me tell you. Your real estate is a danger zone. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I'm not smart enough to know how these banks are handling. I know a lot of people ain't paying. See, at first, the government was handing out money. They're giving out the extra unemployment. Everybody was paying their rent. See, multifamily was staying strong. But now I hear, and I heard from a guy yesterday that owns like 2,000 apartments in Tampa. He wanted to come... Uh, have lunch with me and maybe look at John's past or whatever. So um, he said, holy crap. He couldn't believe it. He was down. He was missing 200000 in rents uh, that he hasn't collected last month. He hasn't figured out what this month is already. So, and we're starting to feel a pinch too. Um, it used to be retail was having its problems. It still are. Forget about hotels. I, I just want to Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about hotels right now. But now the multifamily's getting hit. Okay? Because people, it's, I'm telling you, they're not dealing with the situation like they should. I'm sorry. They, you know, either if you're going to keep money flowing, you keep the goddamn shit flowing. Don't give it a little and stop. All right? Until it's over, keep it flowing. And because right now, I'm telling you, things are getting ugly. You know, I had another commercial tenant telling me they're leaving. They're going bye-bye. I'm going to be stuck with another empty commercial unit, retail. Uh, I'm telling you, my life is depressing as hell right now. So anyway, maybe I can help somebody. Anybody out there, you want to buy something, you're looking to buy. But I will tell you, they're still lending. The government's backing up all the banks. They're backing up uh, Fannie's, Freddie's. I got people in contract to buy stuff right now. We had a big inspection in one of our hotels. I hope that goes through. So there's money flowing out there still. So if you want to do real estate, what you got? We also have Super Chats. Super Chat, Super Chat. Parasailing the Past, thanks for the four ninety nine, And thank you for coming to, I think, most of the podcasts. Is that the parasailing goddamn time? guy I can't find? Every time I go there, he's off sailing somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, I personally went over there in the goddamn heat, sweating, you know, it was hot as hell, 
looking for the goddamn parasail guy to see if he wants to come to my side over there and, and get more business and more exposure. And I don't know, there's th like two or three different parasailing guys there, and I don't even know if I got to the right guy. So, parasailing guy, where the hell are you? Okay, contact us and start parasailing on my side of the boardwalk too, and go get another parasailing boat. All right, I think I know somebody selling one too. Seriously, call us. I know a guy selling a parasailing a boat and the uh, the whole setup. A captain. All right, what else we got? Shout out to Matthew Simpson. Thanks for the four ninety nine. Matthew. Hand out that's needy. You know what I'm saying? So most of the time, that's what people like. If it's a street guy, they looking for it. They got bags and they looking for niggas to sign. They looking for stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So. On the other end, as far as labels, they more look for younger shorties who they can kind of fuck over. You know what I'm saying? That's the new game right now. When you're too smart, they don't really be wanting too much to deal with you because it's like, you're too smart. <laughs> but we can get this little 17, 16, 15-year-old nigga that we can blow him up big and really check a bag off his ass because he don't know nothing about nothing. $50,000 is like $500,000 to him. A million dollars to him, you know what I'm saying? Get his ass a few little chains and then shit, let him do a show. But we gonna make majority of all the money off his this, off that, this, that. They basically just sucking the motherfucker dry, but they gonna make him super, super famous. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you see a lot of people that that's real famous, that's younger, not real, real rich. They don't be really rich. You know what I'm saying? You just be like, damn, I thought this person was like rich, rich. But nah, because the labels is getting rich as fuck off this person, but they spoon feeding them, you know what I mean? So you just gotta have your paperwork in order, you gotta have your management in order, you gotta have your account in order, you have to have your lawyer on retainer, you know what I'm saying? You have to, um, you gotta have, if you ask Captain, BMI shit together, you know what I'm saying? And it's basically just about. Never came across this motherfucking video, nigga. Got me mad like this, you faggot motherfucking bitch. That's what you is, Charleston White. That's what the fuck you is, nigga. Okay? How many times I got to make videos about your bitch ass, nigga? How many times I got to check your bitch ass? I told you, motherfucker, to watch what the fuck you say, you dumb motherfucker. It's a bitch-ass nigga. I don't agree with no motherfucking nation of Islam. The reason why I don't agree with them because they don't believe the same thing that the regular Muslims believe. They are not Sunni, okay? They don't believe what we believe. They don't believe in life after death. They don't believe in Judgment Day, nigga. The Quran says clearly talks about Judgment Day and warns you of Judgment Day, motherfucker. All these books warn of Judgment Day, okay? Now you sitting here taking a risk talking about God and saying that he don't exist when you don't know what the fuck is out there in the motherfucking universe, you dumb motherfucker, okay? You ain't been on this motherfucking earth, nigga, no more than 40 or 50 years. You old, dope-fiend-looking motherfucker. Probably younger than me. I'm about to be 50 motherfucking years old, nigga. And your ass looks 65, motherfucker. 
dolphin ass motherfucker talking all that motherfucking shit. If I don't got nothing good to say about somebody, I'm not going to say nothing at all. If somebody come at me and they got a problem with your bitch ass, then I got to come back and check your dumb ass again. Until you listen to what the fuck people are saying about your stupid ass nigga. Goddamn bully leaves the goddamn keys to the Escalade or his navigator blocking the damn boat. The keys are with him out. Who the hell knows where across the state? And I got to get the goddamn boat out of there. And uh, that was a fiasco. Does anybody want to buy a 27-foot Formula PC? Brand new paint. Come on, we're lowering the price. Brand new paint. That boat is beautiful and it runs perfect. I'm telling you now. It did run good. I'll tell you what, it's worth 50 grand all day long. 30 grand right now. Contact Rafal. 30 grand, you got to pick it up. And I can't guarantee the trailer, no. Because the trailer's not mine. But I'll try, I'll help you get a trailer, and the trailer ain't going to cost you no more than a grand or two. Yeah, go to Okay, it. come on. Come on down and look at that boat. What's the name of uh, Justin's uh, truck place you got Go at? to Amera Truck Sales if you need a truck. Is that the same name? He normally changes his name so. all the Does time because he? he's always in trouble or something. I don't know. Uh, it's on Highway 19, Amera Truck Sales, and it's call us and let's do it. All right, what else you got? AJ White, thanks for the $20. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate it. David Almendarez, thanks for the $2. Shout out to Crazy Jewish. Crazy Jewish. For four ninety nine. Cheap Jew. Ben, are you looking forward to Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. I don't even have a yarmulke. I mean, you know... Honestly, I'm I'm not religious, so you know the holidays are the holidays are the holidays. That's not true. You are religious on Jewish holidays. You turn religious. He turns into a real. Can I say Jew? Yeah, a Jew. And you're a liar. Not a liar. You are a liar. How many times have I family. ever been to synagogue? Do you know I've been the whole time you've been on this earth? How many times? It's not that. How many times? It's in our house. It's what? Here. You don't he know what Jewish is. Let me tell you. Jew. You don't even know what Jewish is. I'm serious. They got so many things going on. You he blow your into mind. A real Jew. Quiet before I make you go get bar mitzvahed. You know what the Jews will do all their drinking? I didn't even get a bar mitzvah. I didn't get one. I'll get you one. I'm good. You ain't going to do it. Okay. I didn't even do it. IG, All right, IG, move on. What else you got, Jew boy? IGH Properties, thanks for the $49.99. All right, big money for file. You're going to be eating some sausage tonight. And maybe a bite. <laughs> Don't take that wrong. Anyway, what else you got? <laughs> David Alvarez, thanks again for $5. When's Mike Bonus and Polly going to be on the podcast? Mike Bonus is the pain in my onus okay you better get out there and you better get the goddamn vacancies we're getting in retail we just heard from uh, a mattress store that's going dark all right he's sitting on plenty of empty space and he ain't getting it rented and in i don't know you know it's a tough time a tough market but mike bonus also got to try to help me with investments uh i'll get him on there i'll get him on there he'll be around what else we got? Paulie. Paulie's out there taking care of pot mills all over the damn state. That guy goes, travels hundreds and hundreds of miles a day. 
a day. Yeah, a day. Has to go to this building or that building over here and all in the middle of nowhere. What else you got? The doctor, thanks for the 100 bucks. $100 must be from Rich Doctor. He must be a plastic surgeon. Hey, doctor, I hope uh, I hope there's not Medicaid money he's giving us. Uh, anyway, so thank you very much, doctor. Thank you very much. There's, there is your $100. I'm probably a grand or two deep in these super chats. Ten grand still stands to swim in the Mala's Lazy River. Do I have to be here? The doctor, send us an email and then we will contact you. Ask Ben on Ben. Ten grand, that's a lot of money. Consult with Ben. Let's have a consultation, doctor. I'll give you a consultation, doctor. How about that for a change? The shoe's on the other foot. All right, what else we got? Any callers? Nobody's calling in today. We can go home, go eat, go to sleep, go to hell. I mean. Yeah, we can get a caller right now. I need a cigarette. Don't tell your mother I'm smoking in the house. Hello? Hey, it's Ben. How are you today? How can we help you? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, what's up? Who is this again? Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Did you not want me to call you? This is Ben Rowler. From the goddamn life for sale. What the you, hell do you want? How you doing? I'm all right. What's up? What do you got? I don't, I don't know if you remember me. You came to the Homestyle restaurant. You did that video. The Homestyle restaurant. You guys went. Uh, you guys closed up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. How's your parents doing? They're okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, it's just no, it's okay. It was, it was, it was sold. Yeah. Well, I hope things work out for you guys. Thank you. Now, what are you Appreciate doing? It. Now, what are you doing? Where were now, you from? You're from your wait. You're from you from Serbia or where were you from? I forgot. Albania. Albania. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you doing now? So now I just acquired a property here in uh, Newport Ritchie. It happened right before Corona went mainstream. Everyone kept saying, you know, it was a big debate if I should get it or not. I thought the virus was just, at the time, right before March, it wasn't anything crazy going on. What kind so of property? I went what ahead of, and did get it. What kind of property are we uh, talking about? What kind of property are we talking about? What kind? It's just a single family home. All right, so you bought a single family house, and what's the story? Yeah. Was it occupied when you bought? Is it a rental? Was it empty? What's the story? Yeah. It was. It was occupied when I bought it. I got it off market through a friend who knew somebody that was liquid, liquidating his portfolio. So I got extremely lucky. How much you it pay? Wasn't How much you pay? To be sold. Eighty thousand. All right, so you spend. You bought a house. It's rented out. How much is the tenant paying you? Then Yeah, I know 
bar, folks. If I just recently, like, I still want people to say, I can get the fuck up out of here if I want to. That's just the only thing, you feel me, that's holding me back. Right. I'm just yeah. saying, though, that's my thing, though, bro. Clean your credit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, me and you both know they ain't, you can't get anything. You can't get a subway sandwich. You can't get a subway sandwich. You have to fix your credit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like you're poor if you don't have a decent credit score. You have to have it. First thing they're going to do is let me run your credit. Your ass going to be sitting there looking cross-eyed like, uh, well, you could have just took the pay the two bands off, gang. The whole time. All right, man. That tattoos and shit. Listen, bro. You spending all your money and everything else, but what's important? No, this this shit was over time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm older now. I'm 33, folks. Oh, man. You old, too? You talking about you old, too? I'm saying, only reason I'm saying this, I'm saying that you old, gang, because 33, you ain't, damn, ain't nobody talked to you when you was 20-something? 25. Not like, dog. Look, I'm going to tell you some real shit, Joe. When we were shorties, like, motherfuckers ain't telling us about credit and shit. Like, even when I went to the U.S. Bank and I took that 1500 out, like, I'm like, man, fuck credit. Like, you feel me? So you just said, I'm going to keep the 15. What you do with the 15, gang? No, it was around Christmas time. I was supposed to around that time. So I, I put it to, I ain't flipped that shit, but I just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just finessed the... I could have had, so, but I so you just So you just fucked they $1,500 off. Like, man, fuck credit and everything. Hey, look, look let me yeah, ask I'm you good. something. So the reason... Do you understand the reason why the bank gave you that $1,500? Nah, because they, they... It was like... It was like a little loan. I went to the ATM, you feel me? This how I started off. I took a couple hundred out. I'm like, damn... Then I came back, took a couple hundred more. I'm like, then I'm like, fuck it, I'm finna run it up in this bitch. Right. To my mom. Oh, I just so, did you, that came. so, so you took that. So, now, let me tell you why they gave you the $1,500. They gave you your $1,500 because they knew you was gonna fuck it off. And guess what you did? I fucked that shit off. You fucked it off. <laughs> Is it, look, <laughs> listen, bro. You did exactly what they thought you was going to do. You could have been... See, this is how you finesse. What you should have did, you should have just went on to pay them their money back, right? And mm-hmm. then, once you would have paid them their money back, they would have been on dick. So now they're trying to give you 5, 6, 7, 10, 15. You know what I'm saying? Because their whole goal is to get you to start spending money. Right. That's their goal. They want you to spend their money because they make interest off it. They keep offering you shit and you not really spending or you spending it little. They know you got a bag. All right, give me a $100,000 credit card. Guess what I'm going to do every month on it? I'm going to go get gas. I'm going to ga- go get gas twice a week and barely use that bitch. Like, I don't need that shit. Now they trying to hit me with the two, three hundred, four hundred. Unlimited, right? Because they want you to spend the money. That's how they make money off you. But you know what you did? You showed them the nigger. You feel me? You got real niggerish. 
You got real niggerish, gang. You took the 1500 and you finessed. And guess what they did? They dipped you back down. Oh, What's your credit yeah, score? Tell them your credit score again. It's like a five song. Ooh, five boy. Song. They didn't only did they, not only did they dick you down, they they gave you a disease too. Yeah, they got down on me. I'm thinking, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I knew it was going to fuck me up in the long run, but you know what I'm saying? It ain't shit to be covered. Yeah. And they did it raw. They fucked you raw, mm -hmm. gang. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like, damn.